Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. We, I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and street art makes me roll my eyes. Hi, I'm Molly, and you can check out my new fragrance, Salmonella, in stores now. <laughs> the scent will remind you of movie theater butter, because that's exactly what it is. Mm. Salmonella. The smell you can lick. Uh, I bring up perfume. Funny that I have my own fragrance line because the subject of today's episode is well known for her fragrances. We are, of course, referring to, and <clears throat> the royal we is referring <laughs> to Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. The true royalty. The one and all, yeah, America's royalty. Yeah, America's socialite royalty. Uh, she's someone who's widely credited with uh, the whole idea of uh, famous for being famous. Yeah. Famous for being rich. Rich because she's pretty, pretty because she's rich <laughs> and has access to wealthy people's DNA. Yeah. Which is better than ours. Yeah, no, it is. Sorry to say it. Um, so we wanted to, uh, I also wanted to mention that this is our penultimate episode. Uh, this is our last really celebrity-focused episode. Next episode, oh, yeah. Katie and I are going to talk about our own uh, s- uh, scandals of mm-hmm. this season, the fallout from our My Favorite uh, Murder episode, which was not well-received. No. We're going to go over all our one-star reviews. Oh, yeah. And we're also going to talk about some of the, I, uh, if we have time, <laughs> uh, there are some other scandals that we didn't manage to cover this season that I'd like to touch on. Briefly, personal scandals of ours? No, oh. just like actual. I, was like, I don't scandals. remember any. Like we never talked about like Lori Laughlin or Jesse Smollett or uh, Elizabeth. Oh, we'll touch on those. Elizabeth yeah. Holmes. Like there were a lot of really good scandals this year, and I yeah. wanted to just sort of do a little a little wrap up. Um, we're also in sort of the ideas phase mm-hmm. of season four. Um, so uh, if you have any ideas for what you'd like to hear more or less of us about, <laughs> um, uh, uh, email us, yanopodcast at gmail.com. We'd love some ideas. You can also follow us. Uh, we're going to go on a, a brief summer hiatus, but you can keep up with us on Twitter uh, at yanopod and on Instagram. Yeah, no, yeah, podcast. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we, we, we can't wait. We've, uh, I think we want to do more like current events that seems mm-hmm. to be what people like to hear the most about. Um, but we want to do our own spin on it. We're trying to resist the temptation to just do true crime. Um, because I don't know if you all know this, but in the podcast world, that's how to get to the top that's quickly. That's the only way to get to murder, the top. Murder, murder, murder. That's all people want to hear about. two bitches talking about murder. Make it violent. Oof. Make it horrible. Ah. Make it like, you know, people love, um, uh, murdered or kidnapped uh, little girls. That's people's favorite topic to hear about. And, and on the next season, topic. I'm Murder Molly. <laughs> yeah. And then, Live. and then, yeah, or no, frame me for murder. That would be a good, like, let me do this in my own no, way. Yeah. You know what? I'm, go, <laughs> please. The master's at work. Um, so, uh, so she, so Paris Hilton sort of created this blueprint. Uh, that people have said, like, oh, Kim Kardashian kind of follows the, in her mm-hmm. footsteps. And if you look at their careers, it is eerie how much they parallel each oh, other. Yeah. They both uh, were sort of uh, sort of famous, you know, just for being rich, photographed a lot, socialites go out, um, uh, always being stalked by the paparazzi. But then they have a sex tape come out, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, now we really know who you are. And then uh, they kind of have this reputation for being vapid. And uh, they parlay it somehow into a huge uh, billions of dollars worth uh, empire. Mm-hmm. So not billions, millions, but still but, uh, a lot. But billions. So, um, so the, Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton are friends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a big fan of The Simple Life, Paris Hilton's oh, yeah. uh, reality show, you will have remembered a couple of Kim Kardashian's cameos. Isn't there <laughs> yeah. an episode where she like organizes Paris Hilton's yeah, closet? Yeah, Kim Kardashian used to be sort of portrayed in the show and also like in life as like Paris's personal stylist. Right, and wasn't she her <laughs> intern? Yeah. Yeah. So they did have this early relationship. They had a very uh, public 
falling out Mm -hmm. in a 2008 interview Paris said of Kim K's ass. It's gross. (laughs) It reminds me of cottage cheese inside a big trash bag. Wow. And so after that, they weren't on great terms. But now they've come back together with the release of their uh, hit single. (laughs) I don't know. It's. If it's a hit. It's a hit on the internet. It's a hit on the internet. Uh, called My Best Friend's Ass. What a bizarre world. Which, uh, which, which I actually wrote about Molly, and then oddly enough, <laughs> you know, someone stole it. Someone stole it. Um, so uh, she's the highest paid female DJ in the world, Paris, Paris Hilton. <laughs> People think like, oh, her, she's a has-been. No, she's no, very she's much. very much if now. You, if you think Paris Hilton is a, uh, is a has-been, you clearly have not been to the uh, Foam and Diamonds summer residency in Ibiza, which is Paris Hilton's bread and butter. Oh foam God. and Diamonds, bread and butter. <laughs> uh, I would go to a, a club called Bread and Butter. Um, I do go to a club called Bread and Butter. <laughs> so, okay, so they had that song come out. Kim K makes uh, makes a cameo. So they've mended, and they were, uh, they share pictures of each other from way mm-hmm. back when, from like when their friendship was at its height around to the, the mid-aughts, which was really Paris's heyday. Yeah. They would go to Ibiza together, and they still share throwback pictures of themselves together now that they've healed and grown as people. Um, but now that can, asses are in, you can, their friendship is it's in. It's so interesting because it's like in the early 2000s, like lower stomachs were the Ugh. area on women that we really fetishized and mm-hmm. were obsessed with. And that was the And who's Paris's, better than Paris, yeah. Whose lower stomach can trump Paris's? No, no one. Um, and now butts are in, mm-hmm. Kim K's taken over. Mm-hmm. You can see how there would be a little bit of resentment because sure. it's like Kim Kardashian kind of swooped in and now we were sort of ready for this like socialite come uh, billionaire, come lawyer type yeah. uh, savior to the world. We were ready for it. Whereas Paris Hilton, I think, got a lot of the more like backlash oh, and yeah. derision because it wasn't a phenomenon that we were ready for. No, And some might argue that she's... Ahead of her time, um, her her uh, her her net worth is something like uh, three hundred million dollars, okay. which uh, Town and Country said that um, that is from her Paris Hilton Beach Club at Azure in Manila in the Philippines. Okay, why the Philippines? I'm not sure. You know that Lindsay Lohan, you'll recall from her Lindsay Lohan episode, Lindsay Lohan has taken over the Greek club yes. scene. So it's like, okay, Greece is out. But then what, the Philippines? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Okay. Um, so she also has a Paris Hilton Jr. You've never cl- been to a club in the Philippines, and it's <laughs> obvious. Um, she has her Paris Hilton Jr. clothing line for children. Why does she have a line of clothing for children? She says, like, oh, I like kids. And it's like, all right. Okay, that's a good enough reason for me. Yeah. She has her own boutique stores. Uh, she has 19 different product lines. And sales, I think a lot of her money comes from sales from 25 different fragrance- fragrances that she's been putting out since 2005. I forgot she was a perfumier. A perfumier. <laughs> Um, and that exceeds $2.5 billion in sales. Oh, my God. Yeah, her first perfume was Paris Hilton for women. I remember what—I think I remember what the bottle looked like. Yeah. When it was on the scene. Yeah. I never wanted to smell like her. Right. But I— I ad- I admired her chutzpah. I was reading reviews of Paris Hilton for women on uh, some perfume mm-hmm. site, Fragranatica or something. I know. <laughs> and there was a man who was uh, left a review. It's like, don't <laughs> knock it just because it's Paris. Uh, I remember this smell from way back in the day in like the mid yeah. 2000s to the mid aughts. Uh, and I was uh, gay, but not out of the closet yet. And I was still dating a girl. And the girl I was dating wore this and she was a doll. Oh. That's so nice. And I love this smell. And I love this smell. <laughs> the smell of closeted. Um, the mid-aughts make lifestyle. the smell of that time r- makes me think of Dove Cucumber Body Spray. That's all I'm going to yes. say. Yes. Remember? Bath and Body Works? No. Bed, Bath and Body. Bed, Bath and Body. Body. Dove. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dove. <laughs> I remember everyone constantly spraying themselves with that. Uh, it's yeah, body bath, mist. Bath, body mist. Remember? Yeah. It wasn't perfume for us as teens. It was time mist. to mist. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so I, picture a mist during never, this whole episode. I never saw the point of those. I've always been very anti You're not a, yeah, you're not a perfume girl. I was like, guys, just wear deodorant. Like this mist thing is a scam. And I think I was right. I think you're right. 
So she, she famously, her last name, you'll recognize it from some mid-range hotels. <laughs> uh, her great-grandfather, of course, is uh, Conrad Hilton. Conrad Hilton. Yeah. Uh, so her grandfather, Baron Hilton, still has billions of dollars, obviously. That's mm-hmm. a, it's a, you know, um, still, still successful hotels. Um, and they, Are they nice hotels? No. No, right? Or I don't know. It's like I honestly haven't been in one I'm, in a long time. Yeah, I'm sure it's like Hilton Executive and then, Got you it. know, Hilton by the side of the road, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um so I don't I don't I'd say that they're average. Um but so Baron Hilton, her grandfather has announced plans to give almost all of his billions to charity. Oh. So this idea that she's an heiress isn't really accurate. Cuz she has made her own money and she's probably not really going to inherit all those Hilton billions. Right. And yet she has a perfume called Eris. So she kind of like played into that. But yeah. at the same time, her life doesn't really. Well, her dad, I imagine, will give her stuff. And he's probably like a part owner of something. Well, that is speculative. And I won't <laughs> engage in it. My name's Rick Hilton. And I'm here to tell you. Yeah. I'm giving my daughter all my money. Rick. Yeah. So and then a lot of us know her from The Simple Life, mm-hmm. which debuted in 2003 and ran till 2007. It had five seasons. Five seasons. Isn't that insane? It was a very good show. I watch, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but before we get, dive in too deeply, I wanted to uh, talk about our reviews. We're still asking people for <laughs> reviews, even though that annoys some of you. But there's just no other way. There's no other way. For us to survive as a podcast. So if you could, please pop over to iTunes. Give us five stars. Um, yeah. We and get, again, you don't have to write words. You can just click five stars click. and move on and you can not think click. about it. Five. We're not heiresses, okay? No. Our last name isn't Apple Podcast. <laughs> wish it was. I wish it was. We have a few reviews to go over. This is number one. Love, five stars by Slowy Chloe. You guys make me laugh so hard and I love your humor. This pod makes me feel like I'm hanging out with you. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, you are Chloe. hanging out with us. You are. More please, four stars. An odd rating for us. Yeah, we all we almost exclusively get five or one or star one. reviews. By Coffee Bean. Would be a solid five if I didn't have to wait two weeks for a new episode. <laughs> yeah, no, more episodes. That's chilling. <laughs> Next. Yes, very yes, five stars by Lucia Gallen. I was totally entertained by my first random listen, the Tiffany Trump episode. Turns out all the recent episodes have been totally fun and hilarious, laughing and laughing, even having avoided a few episodes because of the topic, R. Kelly, we get it. I eventually listened because I'm slowly binging it all. I also love that you've switched up your theme so much. I'll be hooked to hear whatever else you come up with. I'll probably listen deep into the yeah, no, yeah history, even though you tell us not to. Sorry, and thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And we're the ones that are sorry. Lucia. We can't tell you what to do with your life, no. but we wish that we could. Um, but yeah, but thank you for listening and thank, thank you, you for reviewing. Thank you for being honest. That's what I really appreciate. That's actually true. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about Paris Hilton's history mm-hmm. as a person. Uh, so she, as a human woman, she said in an interview with Vice, "I was born a brand." <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, which is yeah, she's. Absolutely accurate. I mentioned Conrad Hilton. Uh, he bought his first hotel in 1919. Whoa. I read an article from Vanity Fair about Paris mm-hmm. uh, from 2000. I think it was the first big article that was really uh, about her. Um, she, uh, that this that this hotel, his first hotel, was nothing more than a flop house for oil field roustabouts. <laughs> But you got to start somewhere. No, yeah, you do. Flap house for oil field roustabouts, <laughs> the new fragrance from Paris. <laughs> so I loved this detail. Uh, they Flop also, house. Vanity Fair article also mentions that uh, how he sort of put his hotels on the map, mm-hmm. how they got pe- popular, is in the ballroom, he would host uh, Versoviana dances, which uh, is just a couple's dance. Okay. Um, I looked at examples of it. It just seems like the usual kind of um, up, uh, just like a, a grandma grandpa dance. Okay. is how I'll describe yeah, it. Yeah, she's moving her body in a way right now that helps me understand. <laughs> yeah, but it won't help you. Sorry. <laughs> um, so that, and I just love that that was how Conrad Hilton kind of <laughs> made his mark because now Paris Hilton, highest paid yeah. female DJ, they really know how to throw a party. They really know how to throw. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're just party planners. <laughs> Varsoviana is a, an old-timey foam and diamond <laughs> celebration. <laughs> a proto-foam party. It does, do you think people know what a foam party is? At, we like, can briefly explain. So at, at the stroke of midnight at a club, a bunch of foam, which is exactly what you imagine, bubbles, suds, water, falls from the DJ's booth onto the crowd. They dance. And Paris Hilton was wearing one outfit before that happened. But then when the foam drops, boom, she's wearing a, Different a bikini. Outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind it's of very the, sexy, slippery. Yeah. I would imagine slippery. I would. It sounds so insanitary. It really gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, this about would be gross. A room full of sweaty, sweaty jabronis. Uh, jabronis I want to say jabronis. I want to say. Yeah, it's okay to say that. Covered in foam. Covered Sticky. in foam. Um, okay, so <laughs> she was born in 1981. Her dad is Rick Hilton. Her mom uh, is Kathy. I don't know anything else about her outside of fact that her name is Kathy. I know everything about her. Go on. I know everything about her sisters who are on the real housewives of Oh yeah. Orange County. No. No. Yeah. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um that's all I know. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. Wow. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> I feel like you were just reading Wikipedia to me. Uh so she uh she grew up in a combination of New York and Beverly Hills. Okay. It's one of those things where you, like, coastal. you try to understand. Like, I'm sorry, didn't you have to go to school? How is it that you were bi-coastal at such a tender age? She, Paris Hilton, much like me, we have a lot in common. I was knew there was something about the two she of wasn't, you. She wasn't really homeschooled. Uh, she <laughs> had to be homeschooled at one point. Uh, I read uh, in an interview that included Kathy Hilton uh, because she was being stalked, like really aggressively stalked. At so they had school? To, at, yeah, they would like show up at her school, so oh, they had to no. take her out. Yeah. So that's part. So, uh, so part of the reason why she was sort of able to live that bi-coastal lifestyle because very rich can afford tutors, but also I guess she like had to keep moving at all times. <laughs> Gotta because, go. Yeah, because uh, her looks attract a certain level of uh, uh, deranged d- derangement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day I'm described that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay. She, uh, I mentioned that she knew the Kardashians. They were friends. Mm -hmm. The Hiltons are also close family friends with the Trumps. Did you know that? Only now. Growing up, one of uh, Ivanka Trump, Donald Trump's daughter, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, our first lady of America, (laughs) is, uh, was one of her close friends. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Rich. Hotels. Yeah. We, yeah. Bond. The, the real estate. It's Need of, I say more? Yeah. It all kind of comes. It makes sense that they moved in the same. It's not that surprising no. that they moved in the same circles. So she grew up knowing Donald Trump. Um, he has, he said in an interview on Howard Stern. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm already grossed out. He said, I've known Paris Hilton. I'm not going to. No, I, you about. You I was about, about and to. I was like, give up. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Paris Hilton from the time she's 12. Her parents are friends of mine. And the first time I saw her, she walked in the room and I said, who the hell is that? Of a 12 year old. Wow. Uh, Stern said, did you want to bang her? <gasps> Stern is doing God's work when it comes to documenting what a sick freak Donald Trump is. Yeah, he is. But then Donald Trump, to his credit, he did say, well, at 12, I wasn't interested, Trump said. I've never been into that. I love how he's just You don't have to say you've never been into it. You can just say no. I love how in his head it's like, it's an option for me. But I'm just like not into it. But I just choose not to. I've always stuck around that 25 category. But she was beautiful. He then went on to admit that he had watched her sex tape, which is confusing for, like, someone who's, like, your family friend, your buddy's daughter. This is my bud's daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, that knowing—so Paris Hilton, uh, the, I guess, knows that Donald Trump has said this of her. Didn't stop her from voting for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think who maybe she voted for. Now I, Now I get it. Now I get it. And then her if whole you thing. recall from our Lindsay Lohan episode, Lindsay Lohan BFFs with uh, Tiffany Trump. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay Lohan has also expressed some sort of tepid support of the yeah. Trumps. It's funny, like thinking back to like these early 2000s party girls are now 
Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're just Republicans. We're just yeah, now they're just Republicans. <laughs> Every party girl ends up a Republican, and I'll fucking tell you that right now. <laughs> I knew there was something wrong with them. Um, so she uh she said in an interview with Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen? Yeah. Yeah. From Bravo? Yeah. That uh she was like he was like, Oh, you know Donald Trump. And she was like, Oh yeah, he's beyond and kind of oh, okay. rolling her eyes. Uh, and she said, like, beyond and, like, she meant it in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, she's been pressed, like, hey, why'd you vote for Donald Trump? Uh, and she's responded, my mother always told me not to talk about politics. Okay. And then the person, I guess it was, like, it wasn't really an interview. It was, like, a paparazzi person shouting at her. And they then <laughs> shouted, but you don't do other things your mother tells you to. <laughs> and then she was just like. <laughs> I love then, that. <laughs> when, uh, I don't, I think the conversation ended. Um, so, okay, so they're close with the Trumps. And then I also wanted to mention her sister, Nikki, who mm-hmm. has her own line of, you know, whatever. The, just Clothes to, to and socialite, stuff. you know, things that a socialite would make. <laughs> yeah. um, handbags and such. Uh, she's married to a Rothschild. Mm-hmm. Trumps, Hiltons, Rothschilds. Re- yeah. Kardashians. Just, Money stays around itself. Just know that all of those people are just rolling around in the oh, same yeah. weird it's kiddie weird. pool. In the same foam party. <laughs> so uh, in the late 90s is when, uh, so she's around 18 or 19. Um, that's when Paris Hilton started hitting a lot of clubs. Yeah. At that time, I think that she did mostly live in New York. And the New York Post started writing about her a lot. Just like, hey, look at this rich girl Teen. in a miniskirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so party promoters started paying her and Nikki to show up uh, to parties. Mm-hmm. Because it was, you know, a draw. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess, you know, people, she has always had, like, this magnetism. Yeah. People have always wanted to be around her, I guess. Yeah. So she signs with Trump Model Management <laughs> uh, and starts modeling at the age of uh, 2016. Uh, she appeared in 2000. She appeared in Vanity Fair in these, uh, I think she was topless in some of the uh-huh. pictures. Uh, but she had met with a photographer whose work she said she admired uh, to take these pictures and uh, she she had told her mom that she was going to her cousin's birthday party, but okay. then she went. She Nikki was with her, and they went and they took these scantily clad photographs. Um, which she has said that when those come out, those came out, she didn't really plan it, and she was embarrassed. Oh, okay. by having that out there. Um, so in 2003, uh, the simple life gets going, and then it's swiftly followed by the uh, by the release of her sex tape. That she had made in 2003 with her then-boyfriend, Rick Solomon. One night in Paris. One night in Paris. Uh, so, uh, a little bit about Rick Solomon. I don't really know how they met. Mm, no. Uh, he seems just like a general sleazebag. He's sort of her Kevin Federline, I want to say. That's, a, that's good to say. <laughs> and uh, he's a professional poker player. In uh, 2014 and 2018, he won over $2 million uh, at the World Series of Poker Big one for one drop. I don't know. That's a tournament. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So, according to Solomon, that the tape was stolen from his house. So keep in mind, this is not internet. The sex tape. Oh yeah, he said the videotape was stolen from his house. That's how. That's how old this is. Yeah, we're really dating ourselves. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh my god. Because it it was a VHS. Right. Because (laughs) now the sex tape. Take it on your phone, upload it with your phone. Oh, yeah. But this was like a whole production. Yeah. So he said, Solomon said uh, in an interview, uh, uh, in an episode of the Abrams Report with Dan Abrams, he (laughs) said that he had the tape at his house uh, and he had, he said, and you know, I had my buddy, he had access to my house for a couple of years and he was obsessed with me and he ended up making a copy of the tape and he had it. So Rick Solomon blames this guy for stealing the tape. Um, both Solomon and Paris Hilton ended up filing uh, lawsuits about this. Uh, Solomon sued the Seattle Internet Company for $10 million, <laughs> saying that they had illegally released the tape. And uh, he then sued the Hiltons for saying that he had taken advantage of her. Oh. Uh, yeah. She, he said uh, in the Abrams— Sued for what? Defamation? So in the interview with Dan Abrams, he said, I'm suing Paris Hilton because they originally put out a statement saying that she was incapacitated and she was drugged out and she was under the age of 18 and they never did a retraction. 
you know, uh, kept following up, and it was just an ugly legal battle, and that's why I released the full-color version. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said, I just got sick of fighting with them, and you can see the tape at (laughs) TrustFunGirls.com. Uh, so, so eventually, yeah, the lawsuits, uh, Paris Hilton's, uh, filed a, a lawsuit against the porn distribution, mm-hmm. one of the porn distribution companies, uh, that lawsuit got thrown out. I'm not sure why, uh, Solomon dropped his suit, uh, against the Hiltons in 2004 and began working with a porn distribution, uh, company. Uh, Paris Hilton has said that that was a really difficult yeah, time. Yeah, sure. Uh, she said uh, in the American Meme documentary, which is on Netflix, she said, it felt like I'd lost part of my soul and been talked about, uh, and I'd been talked about in such cruel and mean ways. I literally wanted to die at some point. Uh, it, uh, I was like, I just don't want to live because I thought everything was taken away from me. Ah. And she talks about how she like didn't leave her house for months yeah. and how she felt like everyone was laughing at her, mm. basically. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, I have seen the tape. What does he mean full color version? I guess because there was like that night. I've only seen the, some of the night version. goggle. Oh, okay. So he, I haven't seen it in full color. He has put out this basically like a, <laughs> this like director's cut version where it's him uh, going through the tape and sort of he gives commentary about here's what's this setup. It's so bad. That sounds so bad. I'm not going to talk about like it it does uh, suck that that happened to her. So we won't talk about the her appearance in it. But I do want to talk about Rick Solomon's appearance. Yeah, Because there's this point where uh, it's like, okay, Rick set up the scene for us. And he says uh, something like, uh, I'm about to, he says some weird, some dumb uh, word for a blowjob. He's like, I'm about to give her a ding dong or something. Okay. And uh, which uh, I enjoy doing. She enjoys receiving. And he's like wearing this like douchebag hat, as you would expect. Just picture without, just close your eyes and imagine someone named Rick Solomon. No, we know. You, you know what he looks like. <laughs> and then it cuts to Paris. He goes Paris. to phone parties. And then it cuts to Paris, and she's the most apathetic and mm-hmm. indifferent. And it's just like, oh, Rick, classic. Classic man. Classic man. Being like, she is so into receiving it. And she's she's just like, I'm in this weird situation. Rick, I want to assure you, she could not have been more indifferent. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was at uh, our friends, our mutual friend's house last night, and they were watching like Selena Gomez music videos. And I was like, let's mix it up. Have you guys ever seen the Paris porn tape? And they were immediately like, that's exploitative. We would never watch that. How could you? And I was like, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, and that's another good uh, point that's brought up now about her sex tape is uh, now we b- talk about, like, this is what revenge porn is. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, Je- uh, Jennifer Lawrence's nudes were yeah. leaked, she talked about how that felt like a sexual assault. Um, Paris Hilton compared her sex tape being leaked to uh, to rape. Um, so, and it's, it's just that thing of, like, back then everybody was so happy to to shit on her. Yeah. When really it's like, when now, if that happened. Oh, it'd be a say, huge deal. Uh, that, you know, she is, she's not underage in that. She's 18 or 19 right. in it. But Rick Solomon was in his early 30s. So yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. It is gross. It is gross. That any of that happened. Um, but then, uh, so this is from an article from Salon as recently as 2010, mm-hmm. where uh, the author said, this whole pretext of I didn't really make and distribute my own little porno here so you can give the public something that appears furtive and dirty and secret while still showing off how weird you look in night vision enough and if you are actually dumb enough to make a sex tape and think it won't get leaked you are too dumb to ever have sex again I'm sorry I'm sorry Salon Wow. Okay. What a weird fucking stance to take. Yeah. That's a bizarre fucking thing to say. Only smart people can have sex. Only smart people can film themselves. Like, get out. And it's like, and it's funny because now we're in 2019. uh, We're mature now. We all know that if you have a camera on your phone... You're oh, going to yeah. take pictures of your boobs oh my and God. put them on the internet. It's all it's that's on my phone. A, it's kind of a given now that, like, of course people do this. And, of course, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, up to you how much of it appears on the internet. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah. So we can all agree that Salon is not great. Um, that was written by Rick Solomon. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I also wanted to give a really weird update to that whole story. So at the time, Rick had been married. At the time, I think he was married to Shannon Doherty. Wait, what? Yes. Bizarre. Yes. His marriage was annulled in 2003, which is the— Okay, yeah. I don't know quite what the timeline was. But yeah, he was married to her. Before that, he had been married to an actress named Elizabeth Daly, with whom he has— Two sons who are uh, predictably named Hunter and Tyson. I knew it. <laughs> Just, yeah. Rick <laughs> is a type. So Hunter Solomon, okay. Rick's son, has dated Paris Hilton's. Oh, wait. What's happening? Hunter is mm, a girl? Hold on. Sorry. Hunter is a girl. <laughs> so she was dating uh, Paris Hilton's younger brother, Conrad. Yeah. No. Yeah. These yes. people got to move. And I know that because last year, Hunter filed a restraining order after Conrad Hilton showed up at her home in a robe at 4 a.m. with a stuffed bear and some blankets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. Whoa. You're so right that they have to move. You have to move. You have to keep on Get the move. Get out of L.A. or wherever you are. Wherever you are. Because they all just are going to keep Showing up in, at your house. Yeah, in and there's going to be a lot of intermingling. Yeah. It's just so weird that you would, uh, I don't know, I, I, I let that sink in. I, I also, can't. as another, <laughs> I feel like I've, I've spent enough time on Rick Solomon, but I couldn't resist this other little morsel. Uh, in 2007, he married Pamela Anderson on a break between her magic show performances at the Mirage Hotel. Wow. Just, Wait, uh, I have to Google what he looks like. Why? Because I feel like I can't picture him now. He sounds like someone I should actually really know what he looks like. He's all about town. He's dating everybody. He has, I will say, he has one of those faces that is so uh, ind- indistinguishable from. Bizarre. He just is so generic looking. But then you look at his what he's wearing and what he's doing, and you're like, "What are your kids' names?" And then you like you you get it. Hunter and Tyson. I see him. Um, So, Anderson has said of that marriage, I paid off a poker debt with sexual favors, and I fell in love. Oh, okay. I thought she was calling the wedding a debt payment. Uh, She kind of is. I don't know. Or no, I guess that she paid off her debt. Got it, got it, got it. She was like, you know what? I want to keep playing poker and getting into debt and paying it off with sexual favors. They must be divorced. Yeah, of course. course. I forgot what Pam's up to, and now I remember. (laughs) If we had one more episode to do, that actually would be good. Pam. Okay, so, uh, so tell me, you have watched more of The Simple Life. Than I've watched I have. The Simple Life. Tell me what it's about. <laughs> so this, I watched it also when it was happening in the 2000s. Me too. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was very into it, watching it. You know, as it came out, I I binged two seasons the other night in one night because the episodes are short. Uh-huh. Um, they're 30 minute episodes. It's about Paris Hilton and her pal Nicole Richie. Season, uh, the overall arc of all the seasons is like two rich girls stripped of their cell phones and their credit cards Mm -hmm. dropped into the middle of nowhere. What will it be like for them? Mm -hmm. Um, And what it was like for them was they did a lot of silly things. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) funny things happened. So uh, <laughs> the priest, they go and, like, stay with an ordinary family. Yeah, the first season, that's, like, the basis of the first season. Then they go on a road trip, second season, and then they are interns at one place and another season. But the, the best season is season one, and that's when they go live for a month with an ordinary family who lives on a farm in Alabama. Oh. And they have to do farm farm work. They have to, <laughs> their, <laughs> my favorite episode was they had to work at a dairy farm and Nicole, <laughs> for some reason, wanted to, you know, go put her hand inside a cow's butt. Oh, yes, of, of which course. the man helped her and gave her the gloves to do so. Oh, yeah. And you pretty much see her whole tiny body halfway disappeared into this cow's ass. And then she chases Paris around. The The real star, honestly, of the show is Nicole Richie. She's very funny. Uh, Paris is... Kind of strange, but I was telling this to Molly last night. They're both, there's a very, they're very sweet. There's something very sweet about these two. I think the show really wanted it to come off like, look at these brats. But they were so funny and n- so nice to everybody that yeah. they were with that it was like, no, they're just like nice young women. Their thing is they call every, they're, 
every single person they meet, they're like, hey, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Hey, sexy. Hey, people who have it's never so been cute. called sexy in their lives get and called sexy yeah. on that show. And they're not making fun of them. No, well, they are. They, but, like, I think— when Nicole goes up to all of these, like, you know, oh, a bigger sort of like burly farm guys and she's like flirting with them, there's a genuineness that is very cute. She, yeah, she's she's fun. She's doing charity work. She's doing, it's very, they're very ridiculous. I have a charity where I flirt with <laughs> that's my whole baby life. boomers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she, they, uh, people have pointed out that they're really playing into this idea that mm-hmm. they're so rich. They don't know what anything is. Uh, Paris Hilton would say stuff like, what's Walmart? Yeah, like, she did. She's like, do you buy walls? She literally she, said that. She said that, but she was joking. Oh, yeah, there's no way she didn't know. That's the thing. It's like, Walmart she was. has made clear, especially now later in her life, she's made clear that she is in on the joke. I found her very funny. And it's that thing of, like, audiences loving to be like, look at these dumb whores. Yeah. But the, here's the thing. They know they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. And they know what you want to see. And they're and they just giving s- it to you. Exactly. And that's the whole thing with gals like that, where it's like people are like, you act, you know, kind of flirty and you talk in a baby voice and you, uh, and you seem like you don't know how to do basic manual labor. And it's like, yeah, but that's, that's what you want. That's her thing, yeah. <laughs> that's what you want mm-hmm. to watch and excuse her for knowing how to have a good time, just like her great-grandfather, Conrad Hilton, with his Vera Saviona whatever dance. Excuse her for being born a fucking brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and she later then, uh, sadly, had a falling out with Nicole Richie. Of which I, we, I can't figure out what happened. Which is mysterious. Yeah. Paris has said of their, of their breakup, she knows what she did. And they still haven't reconciled. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I googled it. They haven't. They okay. have not. Wow. Sad. <laughs> um, but then it's like, okay, Paris, you've gotten out of that fight with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you've had this falling out with Nicole Richie. Uh, you couldn't keep keep it. You and Kim K were on the outs for mm-hmm. a while. Paris, noticing the common denominator in these uh, ruptured friendships yeah. is Paris. Is Paris. Paris. Learn how to be a friend. Yeah, I think it's hard for her to be a friend. She's one of those girls where she's just like women. She's one of those women where she's like, my best friend is my sister. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's convenient. Yeah, she has no choice. <laughs> yeah. It's my con- best friend's someone who has no choice. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. So, okay, her biggest scandal, I would say, was uh, in 2010 when she was arrested for uh, cocaine possession. And I think also driving on a suspended license, I believe. Oh. Uh, AP reported um, she was 29 at the time, and she was in a Cadillac Escalade being driven down the strip by her boyfriend, Cy Waits. You know, Cy Waits. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like a—I'm going to assume he's a bit of a Rick Solomon. <laughs> uh, when the police pulled over, pulled the car over, they smelled marijuana smoke wafting from the car. Uh, sorry, they smelled marijuana smoke wafting from the car, then pulled it over. Um, when Ms. Hilton stepped out of the car and reached for some lip balm, Sergeant John uh, Sergeant John Sheehan of the Las Vegas Police Department said a bindle of cocaine in a plastic bag came out of her a purse. A bindle. Yeah. A bindle. Isn't that what it's called? A bag. A uh, bindle is, I think, the, the correct term. Oh, beautiful. Sorry to be a drug expert. No, but. it's good. I love it. <laughs> um, she was booked and released on her own recognizance. And by 2.56 a.m. on Saturday, she wrote a, she tweeted that she was in bed enjoying the television show Family Guy. <laughs> but that would be the last episode of Family Guy that she would see as a free woman. And um, good for her. The, a judge did sentence her to 45 days. Uh, did she with, serve? Yes. You don't know that? I knew, I knew that. I felt like she was on house arrest. No, she went to jail for wow, 45 days. Wow, very cool. With... <laughs> With 24 nights of solitary confinement. Yes. Which I think maybe part of that was for her own safety. safety? I'm not sure. But no, Ooh, she they, no. they dropped the hammer on her. That's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. You need she a did dropped. an interview with Lil Wayne in Interview Magazine where they sort of swap stories uh-huh. of what it's like to get out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not that interesting of an interview. <gasps> But at one point, Lil Wayne does mention they like they, the other thing they have in common is a shared love of animals. And Paris is How like, sweet. Lil, or no, wait. Lil. No, at one point she does say, is it okay if I call you Wayne? 
And he's like, no, Lil. <laughs> no. So she says, Wayne, do you have any pets? And uh, he mentions, like, yeah, I have two sharks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love You know how we feel about him on this show. We love him. We did him. a whole episode dedicated <laughs> to him. Don't listen to it. Um, so I also want to mention a scandal that I think tried to be a scandal but didn't really get anywhere. Mm-hmm. In 2011, uh, Neil Strauss published a book entitled Everyone Loves You When You're Dead, which was a series of supposedly candid interviews. And in it, he claims that he was partying once with Paris Hilton Mm -hmm. when it just sort of came up how she feels about black men. Uh, And she said, I can't stand, according to him, she said, I can't stand black guys. I would never touch one. It's gross. Uh, And then she said, uh, she said that she had been making out with someone who will remain unidentified, but was in band of brothers and was of mixed race, which could only be one person, Vin Diesel. Oh. She said that she was making, right? I don't know. I I think that's right. I can barely picture who that is. Um, So he's of mixed race, and uh, she said that she was making out with him, and then they moved into better lighting, and then she saw him, and she was like, oh, I don't want, no, I have to get. I know, it doesn't really make sense, because I feel like most people know what Vin Diesel looks like. Oh, no, the light. Yeah, you already know what he looks like. The lighting changing wouldn't. So that's my first thing that I think is not quite adding up. Part of it is I don't want to believe that Paris Hilton said that. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a factor. And yet her saying it's gross is sort of her thing to say. It does sound like so her. So it kind of also sounds like her. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, Strauss said, how black does a guy have to be for you to not want to date him? And uh, she, he said that her response was 1% is enough for me. Neil Strauss. What a gross conversation to carry on, Neil. I want to point out, also wrote The Game. Oh, God. And for those of you who don't know, The Game is this book about how to get Uh. chicks. And one of the strategies that he's most famous for promoting Mm. is something called negging, which is where you're mean to a hot girl so that she'll go out with you. So who knows? Maybe this is all one big neg. One giant neg. One giant neg. I hope so. I hope that's the case. Uh, Paris Hilton, please don't be a white supremacist. I would I would hate that for you. I would hate that for you. Uh, so her voice is the thing that's been talked about mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, she's very transparent now about the fact that her baby voice <laughs> is fake. Yeah. Uh, she now talks in a much deeper voice. Much If you much see her deeper. in interviews, it's, again, it's almost like she's faking it now in the other direction yeah where she actually talks like this it's like very it's my it's my voice two octaves lower you sent me a clip oh, yeah. of her in a snapchat she's the one of the few people left who still actively Snapchats. is on snapchat yeah. uh and she's like hey i'm paris and nikki is like stop yeah like then she's like what it's my snapchat she's like voice. this is my snapchat voice <laughs> it's like she watched an elizabeth holmes documentary and was like that's it that's mm-hmm. me that's my brand i'm gonna disrupt the perfume industry <laughs> i found a perfume that takes one twenty-fifth the amount of perfume. And then it's like her holding like a tiny vial of perfume, like that poster of Elizabeth. You know what I'm saying? So uh, she said to, in an interview with Vice, uh, when I run my business, I'm like a businessman. I feel like a dude sometimes. So she's really into that. That's how she said it. It's almost like Paris feels like she always has to like have a persona and like put on a show. Exhausting. If you want to hear her real voice... I think that the, her, so after she got out of prison, a lot of outlets were like vying for mm-hmm. wanting to do the interview with her. And uh, that cost a lot of money to interview, oh, to yeah. have the first post-prison interview with Paris. And that uh, honor ended up going to Larry King. And that interview, I think, is a great example yeah. of her actual voice. Because I think she's kind of shaken up yeah, after she seems prison. Raw. And it's just there doesn't seem to be anything. And her voice just sounds like Normal. me, basically. Yeah. It sounds like a normal human woman, which you wouldn't expect from her. We keep repeating that she's human because I don't <laughs> think we're sure. She has said, she's said many times that she's an alien and she feels like she's from another planet. Yeah, it feels like, I. it feels like she's from another planet. I also wanted to mention that in that, it's funny in that Larry King interview, he's like, why did you pick me, Paris, to be your first post-jail interview? And she's like, well, I just really think that you're an icon and it's just such an honor to be there. But 
it cost much. She it's was like paid. because you paid me the most. Like she, so Slate put out the uh, mentioned that uh, it was going around like, hey, uh, media outlets, who wants to do this interview with Paris? And Slate was like, hey, we won't pay for it, but we'll donate a bunch of money to a charity that uh, it's uh, with a, a anti drunk driving charity because oh. that's sort of what she was arrested right. for: the weed and the driving and the Escalade with some guy named Sai. <laughs> So That's the crime. They were like, we'll donate to MAD, the Mothers Against, Mothers drunk, Against yeah. drunk Driving, um, but we're not going to give you money. And so they didn't get to do the interview. So then it's very funny to watch her be like, oh, I just picked you because you're so iconic. Iconic amount of money. <laughs> uh, so she uh, so that, so that, she has said of the, or actually I guess Nikki has said that Paris started using that baby voice <laughs> as a kid as a way to get her father to buy her Pets. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> uh, she's. <laughs> I want a pet. <laughs> I just think that's so gross. Uh, Paris has said of the voice that uh, I learned that from a young age. If my boyfriend got mad at me and I was a teenager, I'd say in a baby voice, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to," and then the boys yeah. would just forgive you. Yeah. Learned behavior. Speaking of pets. So she was always so she's always pictured like, uh, holding yeah. a tiny, shivering, disgusting Tinkerbell. dog. I'm grossed out by those kinds of dogs. Yeah. But teach their own. Um, it's funny that there's that scene in the simple life where one of their dogs takes a shit on the bus yeah. that they're riding on and they have to like stop the bus and then Paris gets out some <laughs> perfume and is like sp- spraying her perfume. It's ironic that someone who is famous for her perfumes. Everywhere must smear, smell terrible because she's always traveling with all these she's animals. She's always traveling with animals, yeah. But then again, I guess it does kind of go together. Like she has to have the perfume to cover, ready up. Oh. to cover up the smell of her six dogs <laughs> shitting everywhere. Yeah. When she was at the dairy farm, she kept mentioning uh, how bad the smell was. And the guy goes, well, it's a lot, hell a lot better than whatever perfume you got on. Oh, <laughs> hey. And I was thinking, was it? Her own <laughs> We don't give farm boys enough credit. No, he was very funny. They will drag you to fill. He dragged her to fill. <laughs> drag you to manure. <laughs> um, so she, uh, so Paris, Nikki says, hoarded animals as a child. Uh, she had chinchillas, rats, mice, <gasps> hamsters, and at one point, a goat. And at one point, they had this. Uh, they had this house, and Nikki describes her as keeping her pets in a dollhouse. But this is a not a dollhouse that you or I would imagine. It's a dollhouse that must have been big enough for a goat. So is that a dollhouse? <laughs> no, or is it just a, a goat shed? It's I don't a shed. know. It was <laughs> some kind <For> of goats. <laughs> some kind of Barbie goat situation. So her desperate uh, desire to acquire more and more animals and stuff them in a dollhouse is part of what, yeah, got that baby voice going. Yeah. So I I mentioned before that she's pointed out over and over that she's kind of in on the joke. Yeah. And when you go back and watch The Simple Life, it is very like, oh, this is kind of like a self-aware show. Mm-hmm. My favorite episode, I only watched a couple episodes, mm-hmm. but there was the the from the intern season yeah. when they're working at a nursery. <laughs> oh, my God. So they have these kids and they're, jo- they're just waiting with the children, like four or five-year-old kids, to put them on a bus to take them to school. Um, but then Nicole Ritchie does this bit where she flags down a van that has some sort of blacked out windows and is being driven by two men. Mm-hmm. Not being it's being driven by one man, and there's another unsavory character in the front seat. And she's like, "Hey, can you take these kids <laughs> to get pizza?" She's like, "Kids, you want pizza?" And then she sh- and then they pack this van full of children, and then the van drives it's off. So funny. And then Paris is like, "How they resolve this plot arc is Paris Hilton says, Nicole, no." And then that just and then the van drives back. Just kidding. That's the kind of joke you couldn't get away with nowadays. Everyone would be like, it's not funny. It's not funny to put kids in a weird van. Like, yes, it is. No, it is. It's all, it'll always be funny. We're, as long the, as the van comes back. We're 2004 kind of gals. Yeah. We'll never evolve <laughs> past that. I'm wearing a Von Dutch hat as we speak. Oh, my God. So, uh, so a lot of journalists have said that she's in on the joke, right? Like, she gets that she's funny. And an example of that that Vice gave was uh, how her apartment is decorated suggests this kind of um, 
self-awareness where she has a giant there's this big piece of art in her living room where it's a photograph of like a bunch of paparazzi Mm -hmm. and if you plug it in then the light bulbs in the paparazzi's cameras start going off intermittently (laughs) and it's like aren't you sick of the paparazzi it's very funny that you have that in her house in your house Um, Mm -hmm. and then in the uh, in the American meme documentary she talks about she plugs it in to show this piece of art and then she talks about how like when she's like alone by herself in a quiet moment she hears the sound of cameras like the flash bulbs going off like in her head because it's so like a part of her everyday background noise um so she so she has that on the wall and uh a painting of paris with uh, uh, andy warhol and darth vader it's another one of her uh, paintings and other American icons, it says. Uh, and then, Bizarre. Uh, there's also a statue of a dollar sign, uh, bottles of her own perfume on the shelves, and a copy of her book, Confessions of an Heiress. And so it's sort of decorated in this way, mm-hmm. like, hey, it's me, Paris. <laughs> it's exhausting, though. It sounds exhausting. Uh, she says, people love to talk shit. Uh, but I'm used to it, and over the years, I love how anyone I meet, they always change their mind right away. I'm not what people think. It's fun to kind of laugh with it and say I'm in on the joke. Hmm. I remember uh, where I kind of wanted to <clears throat> to end with this. was uh, I remember reading um, an article in Slate. Uh, I couldn't find it when I was doing my research, but it was about how we used to hold these vixens Mm -hmm. up uh like Marilyn Monroe is like kind of the prototype where it was like a beautiful woman who we're all obsessed with and wanted to look like her and then it just sort of became this thing with like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian where Paris in her day her heyday and Kim Kardashian now they're sort of held up as like these are the beauty icons of their era and yet we're so mean to them and yet oh you know and that's really my takeaway from this season overall. Yeah. It's like people uh, love to be mean to that which they hold up. It's like you create a monster and then you call it a monster. Wow. Wow. It's your fault. Just people of They're the world. They're the Frankensteins of art. Before you say anything, uh, before you decide that a celebrity exists for you to lampoon, just remember like you created that. Yeah. It's part of you. When you uh, when you make fun of them, you're making fun of yourself. You know? Yeah, I do know. You think I'm right? I do think you're right. I think sorry, I have on my brain that Anna Nicole Smith was also obsessed with animals. Just <laughs> yeah. thinking. No, there are a lot of par- parallels. Like sad women and animals. Sad oh, women and animals. Now I'm sad. Yeah. If- I'm not saying Paris is sad, but I just think you can't not be a little depressed in your life when you. Hear light bulb or hear camera bulbs flashing in your head when you're alone. Yeah. You know? And their fame uh, is the biggest issue. <laughs> there was this quote from her that I think I forgot to say uh, earlier from Paris where she says, uh, anyone who'd actually look into it would actually know uh, that she's the opposite of what a lot of people think. You don't get this far and build something like this by being a dumb blonde. Nice. And she's like, yeah, I invented being paid to go to parties. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry that I got paid. Yeah. Yeah, people are just mad when women make money and they say they have no talent and all this stuff. But there is a ton of talent there. Have you ever been paid to go to a fucking party, you jabronis? No, you <laughs> haven't. How fun to be paid to go to a party. You wish. And she truly, like, she claims to have invented the selfie. It's a little bit of an allegory that, inventing the internet type yeah, situation. Yeah, that's far. But uh, but That's she did. A reach. But it, it, looking back at her early career, it's like wow, she truly did pioneer what we now oh, yeah. think of as being an internet girl. She would have been so good on Instagram back then, and she's good on Instagram now. Yeah, she is. Follow her. <laughs> but also, let's hope she's not a white supremacist. Uh, yeah, let's look into that a little further before we before. say nice stuff. <laughs> We're being neutral here. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say that I'm a hard neutral on Paris. I'm a hard neutral. If you had a perfume, what would you want it to be called? <sighs> Hard neutral. Boys everywhere trying to make a pass, but I can't stop looking at my best friend's ass. Fuck, 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 boys everywhere trying to make a pass, but I can't stop looking at my best friend's ass. Fuck, 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 fuck.